0: Welcome to blog talk radio in high fidelity. Hey, good afternoon, blog talk listeners. This is Tom Hayes on upbeat. And we are so talented and gifted. I should say today
1: hey, just blows your
0: mind. on board. Let me get that music off there. That's what's uh, our typical intro music. I'm going to get right to the, to the to the meat of the matter. Jesse, how are you, buddy?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great. How are you,
0: Tom? Oh, man, that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> how have you been?
1: Oh, I've been just oh, I've been great. Been great. Uh, just great. i glad I'm to be today. on the air with you, to today. Be with you today.
0: Well, let me do the best introduction I can. Uh, Jesse, what... Uh, is now a member of the uh, immortal and fantastic uh, Spinners Soul Music Group. Uh, we saw him originally in Boston back in last November. Wow, it's almost a year, Jesse. And uh, yeah. you are uh, the yeah. you are you are the character. You are the, uh, the class clown. I think is the title that we can uh, we can give you. Is that a fair one that you would assess?
1: uh you know, I I I think I don't know. It's not my fault. It's, it's the audience. They it's just kind of hit me on. <laughs> they just encourage me. I try to behave I'm and so a straight <laughs> guy, <laughs> but, <it's> just, <laughs> but it just, it just doesn't go that way. It's, it's, not, it's, my way. Fault, it's Tom.
0: not my fault, Tom. That's right. Blame it on the audience.
2: You give them what they want. You know.
0: You you add you add that beautiful balance to you know that that harmony that beautiful music and the show by itself would be super but the uh the pizzazz i I think uh we have to call you jesse pizzazz peck wow 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 yeah so uh you want to tell us um thank you why don't you tell us your story this is what we like to hear on the uh, show how you got involved how as far back as you can remember how the whole Desire to be an entertainer, a singer, and how the dream came to be. Wow. Okay.
1: How long is this show? You
0: got two minutes.
1: (laughs) All right. Jesse Pegg, The True Story, Part One. All right. Well, I, um, you know, I've always enjoyed singing and performing. Uh, Of course, uh, I sang as a kid Uh, after school while the kids were outside playing football or do what kids do. I was in the house, in the basement, uh, with albums on and doing entire concerts uh, in the basement oh, with yeah, my imaginary I crowd. It. I would even dress, you know, for the show. Uh, it, it was uh, That was my thing. That was what I did. I was in every talent show. Every talent Always show. Uh, loved being on stage, loved entertaining. I did the PA announcement at the school. First concert school. I ever saw when I was a kid. I my parents I took uh, my brother, sister, and I to the state fair. Had a great day, rode the rides, and uh, later on, it's time for the concert. So we go to the show. So we go and to the show. And it's the, it's the and It was a great show. Of course, we uh, recognized all the songs from the radio. My brother and sister and I. Uh, although the show was really, although oh, the show parents. Parents. It was really for for the parents. Edwin Purvis is uh, legendary. Pro legendary. Pro I turned to my parents and said, Well, you know, mom and dad, I, I want to do what they're doing when I grow up. I actually said that to them. I actually said that. And uh, lo and behold, and I, I, low and actually behold I actually ended up performing for, performing for, it, for it, the very same group. The very I same think group. That in itself is amazing. Uh, but at the, yeah, time, but at, yeah, the at the time I got into the group just, got into got group, group, just before I got um, in, unfortunately, it was um after Purvis Jackson had passed away, the original bass singer, Mr. 1245. Mr. 1245 himself. Um, I had auditioned, and it was uh, I a few months, and was a uh, before, they months decided, before they actually decided uh, who the new uh, bass singer uh, was, bass was going to be. But I was trying to get back be, into radio. anything, anything I had been out of entertainment for, uh, entertainment uh, for a number of years, and years. I was yeah, missing the stage. I was missing was the voice. I was missing miss the audience. I just missed entertaining. It's just in my blood. It's just It's hard to get away from. I don't, the the spinners audition came and uh, it was a long wait. that hear guys were coming out of the woodwork uh, for a chance to sing, uh, to, the sing, sing uh, stars, uh, to sing with the blame spinners. Uh, but, I'm uh, but I'm just very fortunate. Uh, I'm, very uh, uh, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. I always will be. And I, I, I have had The chance Henry, to sing with Henry, uh, Bobby, uh, with Marvin, with, with Chuck, with uh, with Ronnie. It's really been a wonderful experience and. Uh, I don't know one that I'll never. never Every time we go on stage. stage. I'm living the dream all over again. It is. I can't describe the enormity of the joy I feel. Rudy, excuse me. Rudy, you're on. Tom. 8 a.m. Rudy. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, you're on. Can
0: you hear us?
1: Hello.
0: Yeah, can you hear us, Rudy? Yeah, can you hear me, Tom? Got you now, buddy. Can you hear me, Tom? We got you. We can hear you loud and clear, Rudy. I can't hear you too good. What'd you say? Why don't you call back? Call back in. Hang up and call back in. Okay, there we go. We got him. I'm sorry about that, Jesse. Uh, that's oh, really I, can him. Him. I can hear him great. I can hear him great. I know. We can <laughs> hear him fantastic. It must be uh, obviously it's on his side. I'm actually, um, I've been doing these podcasts for a couple of years, and this uh, they just added a hi-fi uh, component to this. So I'll tell you, it just sounds fantastic. It sounds like the real deal. So we're just trying this out, and I don't know if that's the problem he's having, but he should call a second here. Uh, But, you know, your story is exactly the kind of story that, um, you know, that rules my life, that governs my life, that, uh, you know, we all come here for a reason. We all have a passion. And I love to hear when somebody's passion gets actualized.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. thanks. it's a wonderful thing to live. And, 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 and all of us, we all have that Plus, power within us. You just have to realize you just it have to realize and, that, and move towards, towards it. To always going to be obstacles. There always going to be obstacles. There'll always be nice to but but then, It's up to you to then, believe It's in up to yourself. you to believe in yourself.
0: Wow. You know, that's you know that's why we call this show up. Rudy, I can see you on the board and you're there.
2: Yeah, I'm here, but uh, it don't sound like the same but...
0: Well, we got Jesse Peck from the Spinners. He's graced us with uh, a call today, and he's going to spend a little time with us. So this is—I'll uh, make the introduction. Oh, this is Rudy Galino of the Sugar Shack, the guy who I'm sorry, really is created this a Rudy Gareno of the Sugar Shack Club in Boston. Ah, ah, yeah, that's where. Rudy. Yeah, I
2: think, I think we got I don't know. I, I can't hear it too good. It's loud or something. Like yeah. Well,
0: the voice is do not coming up. You got a on speaker or do you have us on the, put us on, maybe if you just put us on the regular phones.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Try the regular phone. Cause you sound fantastic. Rudy. It sounds the best it ever did.
2: Well, let me see, let me get you off the
0: speakerphone, and The uh... problem, it's probably coming out a little bit on the speakerphone.
1: Sorry about this, Jesse, we better figure it out. No, I had to do the same, I was on uh, speaker initially, but I couldn't make out what you were saying, so I uh, just well, got off
0: it. Well, that's the problem, you gotta take it off speaker. Yeah, I
2: just took it off speaker and, uh, wait a minute. Uh...
0: Yeah, can you hear us okay now?
2: Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Let's see, right. the, the other
1: voice. Ah, uh, testing, testing, one, two, Testing, two, five. I'm
0: Jesse. That's Jesse.
1: Yeah, well, he's coming on too loud, like. It's too loud. That's, that's the story of my life.
0: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you can uh, hold the phone away from your ear or just lower the volume on the phone. Uh, All right. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, there's a new system on the, the blog talk radio, and it's uh, high fi and I guess it is because it's really crisp. When you're listening to it okay. on the computer. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, Rudy, again, I'm going to All make right. a, the introduction. Jesse's with uh, traveling right now, and he's working with the uh, with Henry uh, um, as a spinner, one of the spinners. What it is it he like working with, you with like working with Henry. Uh,
1: it's, uh, uh, well, it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of uh, weird because. <laughs> weird because <laughs> on one end,
2: he's i but I can't hear you. I can't hear you talking to him. You keep, muff- your, your thing keeps muffling.
0: Let me. All right. How about if I hold the me, microphone away? Buddy?
2: Well, let me try really? to come in again. Maybe it ain't clear enough. Let me try to come in again. So, I don't know. We're,
0: this this, would, a, this would make a great bit. I'm thinking yeah. SNL here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's see what he does here. Uh, yeah, I'll have to put a call into uh, technical support to see what the heck is going on. But um, uh, in any case, you know that you know it's funny. Uh, I, I think I told you a little bit of a, the story that uh, Bobby Wilson, who was Jackie Wilson's son, did I explain that story to you? Uh, that he, he did you explain that to me? He, he, never knew, he, he never knew he was Jackie Wilson's son until he was in his thirties. Really? Yeah, it's an amazing story. Jackie Wilson had an illegitimate kid, and the mother gave the kid up and put him into foster care. And Bobby Wilson was brought up by his foster mother his entire life. And it's an amazing story about everything you said, the obstacles and the dream being realized. And he had rickets. They had to break his legs to straighten his legs. He had wore braces for... You know, Forrest Gump braces for eight years was life, started running, blah, blah, blah. Never knew, and like you, loved to sing. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> it was an amazing story. He had reenlisted for, for six more years with the Navy with the intention of retiring from the Navy as a, an engineer on a ship. And had a house at the time, a wife, a couple of cars. And got kidney stones, gets kicked out of the Navy, loses the wife, wife, loses the kids, loses the house, and uh, is alone. And in a club one night, in a karaoke club, and he gets on the (laughs) – at those days, you didn't have to get on stage. Uh, One of the original Ink Spots, who was then seeing the show, came up, put the microphone in his face, asked him to sing, and he laughed. He said, I can't sing. His buddies at the table laugh at him and said, we tell you to shut up all the time on the ship. That's all you do with sing." He said, really? And so he sings, and the place turns around, and can't believe the voice that comes out of him. Ralph, I think wow. it's Ralph Hernandez is in the audience. Bruno Mars' father, who has a touring group called the Love Tones, goes up okay. and gives Bobby a job on the spot. <laughs> This thing you know, Bobby singing on stage with the Love Tones. And he's doing this for years. He, he's in Hawaii opening up for the Four Tops. And Levi looks at him and says, man, I've seen some um, some guys do impressions. But he says, you are the real deal. <laughs> he says, you got the moves, the looks, everything. So they did some research. And sure enough, uh, Levi knew the family. Sure enough, they did a DNA on Bobby. And he's Jackie Wilson's son
1: amazing <laughs> that is amazing it's i want to so, go back to uh to that to, uh, i want to go that, back to that original to original, original, yeah. original spinning. yep you know it's weird you know, it's because weird on, one end, because he's on one end he's a friend uh, he's a friend he's a he's a confidant but on the other on the other end he's you know, he's in a regional spinner. I mean, you, you grew up listening to the guy, you know, all these years. Me and my dad sitting around, yeah, dad sitting parties, around you know, with parties, you know, on the radio. The spinners were everywhere. They were on television, you know, the midnight special almost every week. So almost every week. And uh, it's it's weird to be in his presence at that presence at, time. At, at time. Um, it's been about eight years it's been for me, about eight years I still for find me myself but I still find myself, at times, uh, a, a, time bit a, a, a bit uh, off The same thing with Bobby. same thing with Bobby when he was in the group, Bob. Yeah, we, we miss yeah. him dearly. He was a, a tremendous uh, individual to work with as well. But uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it, it you kind know, it, of you know, strange, you know, he's, he's a friend, but he's also the last-standing original spinner, in all of his incredible awe. Incredible awe. He's a wonderful person. He's very modest. He's very modest. He's a good leader. He's a strong leader. It's my goal every night to not just please the audience, but to uh, get that nod of approval from Henry. You know, when it's happening. Right we're now, at now, in we're in now, the, dressing room, the dressing room, the sits here, and I'm still you know, I, I want to know yeah. that he feels good about my performance. I want to know that. He, you know, acknowledges that I, you know, give a hundred percent, you know, in every show. You know, like uh, I can never you know, be perfect, I can, you know, give him the best. I think he's happy with so, me. It's so a, a, so a wonderful relationship. relationship. And, uh, it's an amazing experience. I am so happy. It's an amazing accomplishment. A huge blessing. A huge blessing.
0: Well, you know, you're right. I mean, there's, uh, Rudy, I see you're back. Uh, are we any better on the sound?
1: Yeah, a little
2: bit, but uh, I can hear it clear, but uh, there's an echo in there. there.
0: Okay.
2: we go. Well,
0: uh, do the best uh, we can. Rudy, we're going to have to live with it for this show, but I will call the uh, support people and find out what happened, okay?
2: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do the best we can, because I need to change phones, and it's not the phones... Oh, yeah.
0: Right. All right. Okay. Do you, do you get I a- do Rudy, I can't do anything about it right now, but after the show, I'll fix it.
2: No. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Go. Go on. Okay. Good. Well, um, you know what I'll follow up with that, Jesse, is that you're right. I can I can only imagine. Here's a guy. Now, Rudy, do you you must remember Henry from the Sinners when he was at the club. Well, I
2: remember all, all, all over the years, you keep forgetting, you know. but uh, they were a great boys, we, we never had a problem with them, and they did a good job, and everything else, that's all I can remember, great bunch of guys,
0: great bunch of guys, thank you, yeah, thank amazing, now, uh, Jesse, just so I think I've covered some of the groups that went through the shack, but the, the best way to approach that is the groups that didn't go through the shack, and probably there's only three or four of them. Uh, the Temptations, The Supremes, Zorita Franklin—they they got so big so fast that uh, they didn't make it through there. But everybody else went through there: Cool of the Gang, The OJ's, uh, Shy Light, Stylistic, Manhattan's, Dell's, you name it. Uh, emotions, a lot of history. You know, it's, it's amazing and it, in fact they're actually mm-hmm. thinking now about putting a plaque on the building commemorating the fact that it was the only before and after the only major black club in Boston downtown Boston and uh, it's will things absolutely, they should, do absolutely. That. they
2: should do
0: that absolutely, I mean it just was those 10 years of old school soul music and it's, so you must not only feel Henry's presence when you're there, and he's the standard, and you have to, I mean, he's the line. I mean, he's carrying that that lineage and that legacy, Yeah. but also, yeah. you guys are perpetuating the music. The fact that that music still is drawing an audience 50 years later is phenomenal.
1: You know, it is phenomenal, yeah. and you look out into the audience at a Spinner concert, and, you know, and you don't just, you see, know, the you don't just see the you know, baby boomers, you, you, see you the know, millennials. you see the millennials in the audience, uh, and and some of their kids, see the little children conference. at concerts, and these conference. kids aren't bored, they're having a great time, I maybe mean, entertainment has changed over the years. You know, groups years, don't, you know, groups don't you know, wear uniforms don't, anymore. They don't dress for shows. They don't do routines and dance routines and have choreography, and dance, you know, entertainment. Parts of the show where uh, you laugh of the show and, you and, and get, laugh get personal and you with get the audience. It's just, the audience. Just not the same anymore. So they the come to anymore. our show not they knowing what to expect. What they to expect. think it's going to be a sleeper they show. They don't know why their mom and dad them out of the house. And then they end up having a good time. They're waiting around after the show with the rest of the fans, The kids want to take pictures and get all grass and the same, get same, as everyone, else. The same as everyone else. It's, it's wonderful to see the kids enjoying the, the show, as well, the the show as well as the
0: adults. Well, you know, we, uh, again, I, I might have mentioned to you that uh, two Sundays ago, I interviewed not only Bobby Wilson, but I interviewed Lou Rawls Jr. and David Ruffin Jr. And uh, David Ruffin Jr. said, he said, he was really tired. I didn't I didn't think the interview would go well. And I understood he had been on the road, etc. And then he did this. He got into his own, and he just told this amazing story. He says, "You got to understand." He says, "I grew up with the the, 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 the Temptations." He says, "They were hanging at my house. It was constant temptations." He says, "It was my father." Wow, so, wow! Yeah, amazing. He said, yeah, can you amazing. imagine? Could you imagine? But he says, "I thought they were silly." He goes, "I thought they were old fashions. <laughs> he said, "He thought they were all what?" He thought they were all what? He thought they were old-fashioned. He said, I didn't dig The Temptations because wow. I wow. was, was fed a steady diet of them. He says, and so when he got to be of age, he decided to do his own thing, and uh, he started to write and perform rap, and he, I guess he wrote Snoop, Snoop Dogg's first hit. No, and he says no, he, did, and he did that for years, and then one day it dawned on him. He said, his old person will vote can't talk can't to and he said, "You know, this isn't right." He says, "I got to go back to the my dad's music." He says, "Because that's the music that's going to." He says, "You know, the music of today is not going to last." And he says, "So he go. got this call there to you perpetuate go. that beautiful music that we, uh, you know, that came from that era."
1: Yes, give me that beautiful old-fashioned music any day. You no. Know,
0: Rudy, um, Rudy you says every week. Yeah, I got you. We got you. Can you hear me? Okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. just fine. Um, oh yeah, just fine. Yeah, Rudy talks about every week how everything has changed. How just to reiterate what you said, you know that the music is not what it used to be, and the times are not what they used to be. Yes, like you said, nobody dresses for a show anymore. They don't have the 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 the, the attention to detail. And the meticulous yeah. aspects of what those groups used to—all of the groups—you yep. uh, know—the and uh, in, 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 you sensed that even though you had a lead singer, etc., everything was done in unison. Everything was done as a team. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, that's right. and you—what you're talking about is the same thing.
1: It's it's the disappointment I feel when I run across my uh, uh, an old beverage from back in the day when I was a kid. Favorite drink, that drink, that drink I used to buy. I, I get I, it. I, get I I get it. it. I'm just get it. It. I'm I'm excited I'm excited 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 and I, I off I, I drink it. it it's watered down it. now. It's watered down now. Yeah. Disappointing. I don't know. Disappointing. Well, that's
0: yeah. a good that's a good term. it's watered down.
1: Yeah, well, I, think as as I think that as long as we accept, we accept uh, the music that they're putting the out, as long as they're, they're putting out, are as, long as long as people are listening to it, you know, listening they're going to it, know, they're they're gonna gonna continue to do it. We've got to turn our backs on it. We've got to turn our backs on it. we got to turn our dials in. Find the good music. I'm not saying that only old school music. There are some great artists out today, but we just can't just accept anything that they give us. Anything they just toss down the pipe. I, I don't I don't get it.
0: You know what? But the fact that you keep singing this beautiful music, and that some of the young kids here—they're gonna. What you're doing is you're giving them a, um, a balancing point. You're giving them a, an opportunity to hear something different and something
1: with quality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an honor and a pleasure to do so.
0: Oh my God, Rudy! Can you, um, if you can hear us, why don't you add a little something?
2: Well, what I can say is that. The- when uh, Henry talks, and uh, there's a bubble, and some kind of an echo, uh, and reached up and said, "I can pick up bits and pieces, bits and pieces about the, about the, uh, the, the choreography and the way they dressed and everything. It was fantastic. You know, uh, today they dress with anything the way they do."
0: You know, it was, you know, completely really
2: different ball game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the group dressed today—they they as you are. and uh, it's a uh, different, different ball game altogether.
0: Well, there's so much, uh, uh, Jesse. You can add to this. There's so much anger in today's music. Yeah,
1: uh, you asking me yeah, why? You're, so you're much, angry
0: in, today's so much in today's music. I'm not asking you why, but I'm just saying that's a fact. And what your what your feeling
1: is about that? Because
0: your music, um, I mean, the most oh. music was about love.
1: That's right. Song, yeah, after, that's song right. after song, song love, after song, love, uh, song. Uh, joyous, love, happy, uh, happy, joyous, thoughts happy, happy thoughts and feelings. know, life. I think uh, yeah. it's more of a global issue. I think that as a world, we're becoming world more and more, more, uh, and more, desensitized. more uh, desensitized. We care less about uh, care things less of about beauty and, and and nature and, and poetry and, and things of such. And we're 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 more angrier people now. We're we're more uptight these days. I don't know what's going on, but in a world where we have. Uh, the latest in technology, so many new and great innovate, innovating ideas and, and, and inventions. And life uh, seems to be so much easier now with our microwaves and our drive throughs And I don't know, it just seems that we, we should be more relaxed, but we're not. We, we live in a very uptight society. And unfortunately, it's, it's reflected in everything we do, including our art, including the music. We, we live in different times now. And in order to, you know, grab and hold on to those feelings from yesteryear, We've got to go back and, and, and play those old tunes.
0: Have you, um, I don't know if you've seen, we, we got the opportunity to see so many great groups doing this film, and we saw uh, Gladys perform with the OJs, and she does about a 12-minute bit about exactly that, about going back, wow. getting back. I don't know, have you heard the song?
1: Um, wait, wait, This is a new song you're talking about?
0: Yes. Yeah, so are you, you, are you talking about memories? <laughs> No, this no, no, no. It's not memories. This is a new song where she wants to go. She includes memories in this twelve-minute bit a little bit, but oh. she want to go top. I want to go back to the hill mountain top. I want to go back to the hilltop. I want to sit in the parked car. I want to sit with my boyfriend. Nice. I want to look at the moon, and I want to on the radio, and I want to hear the dels, and I want to hear the stylistics. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and she says. And it, and she goes on and she does this like rant and she says, you know, I don't want to be, says, when, when I'm dancing with my partner, I want to, I want to be holding my partner. I don't want him dancing on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. She says, why not? a says, don't XX me, text me a kiss. If you're going to kiss me, put it right here on my lips. There you go. And she does this beautiful thing and she keeps repeating to it. She says, we got to go back. We got to go back to gotta those times. Back. We got to get back. To yeah. And um, that one of the it. things, first interviews we did. Actually, we 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 interviewed on a new one on a Wednesday night, and I think a week and a half later we were down in uh, Connecticut at, at Foxwoods with you guys and on Mohegan's mm-hmm. on which one, one or the yeah. other. I think it was Foxwoods. And you know, we you guys performed with amazing. And this, and this is something I'd like you to talk about. Not only performing with the Spinners, but when you get together for those. Group shows with um, you know the Main Ingredient and New Birth and with Howell uh, Melvin and and the Blue Notes and 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 what your, those experiences and uh, Larry Moore from uh, Main Ingredient said to us it was the first time we heard the but well, we hear it all the time now when we film he said you know we we sang baby making music
1: he hmm. said well, did you say baby making music.
0: Yes, yeah, that's what he
1: called it, baby <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we do that quite often. It's uh, it's amazing. I was going to say, uh, when you finished, I, I have to say, because we performed with uh, Gladys a few times since I've been in the group, she is the most wonderful and most gracious woman ever. And as beautiful as she is, that's how down-to-earth and approachable she is. She is a very, wow. very, very nice lady. Very much a queen. You can you can you can see the queenly presence all about her, but she is also gracious. Uh, she's very kind, and and still has that beautiful smile. She's she's ageless, and she's uh, she's awesome. Oh, Gladys, you know, love it's her. So uh, but we've met it's lots of other great artists, and uh, it's it's great. We're working with these guys uh, that I have listened to over the years. It is. Uh, again, it's, it's a real time. I, I really can't put it into words. I, I wish that my dear dad was still alive. Uh, he would be also oh proud uh, to know that uh, when he and I were sitting around listening, you know, to the, the, the great old school music from back in the day that I'd actually be performing uh, with these the very same artists. It, it's, it's a wonderful experience uh, performing with groups like Al Green, uh, Mary Wilson. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just—it's incredible. I, Tony Orlando had me in a headlock at the daytime Emmy Awards a few years back. You know, at Soundcheck. You know, <laughs> just forcing around. It's—it's it's, it's the coolest thing, man. It, it's a dream. I wake up and I'm still in it. It's—it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and um, I just—I had a, a, a thought uh, that went along with this: is that you know you're connecting. Oh, 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 oh. oh um, one of the. That's why you know this whole thing about still being able to perpetuate that, and uh, you know, and to hang out with your these heroes. And oh, I know what I wanted to yeah. say. You talked about your father. well all three individuals. that again. Uh, all three individuals: uh, Jackie Wilson Jr., Bobby Wilson, Lou Rawls Jr., and David Ruffin, all talked about when they are on stage they can feel their father's presence and i don't know if you did you ever get that feeling
1: yes i do i i only do i i think of my father i speak to my father when i'm on stage and and i definitely feel his presence i i feel i feel the pride uh that he would have in his heart uh looking down and, and and seeing me doing uh what I do on stage, seeing me, seeing me live my dream, and uh, it fuels me. It fuels me. At, at, time, I, well, at times, I even look up and I whisper the name Purvis <laughs> uh, while I'm up and performing, and I, and I thank him for the uh, the trail that, uh, that he played. If uh, I fought not for him and the other four guys, I wouldn't be there in that moment, you know, doing what I what I'm doing.
0: You know, yeah, I think I'm all, so that, glad. all
1: those thoughts go through my mind. Even even when I was a kid and, and practicing in the basement after school, when other kids were outside playing, all of those things go through my mind in every show. Even my mom saying it, go out there and give them one hundred and twenty percent. She does that every time I hop on a plane. Okay, give them. I said, I know, ma, I know one hundred and twenty. Sometimes she's raised it now to two hundred percent. You know, it's getting harder, mom. But uh, yeah, all those things go through my mind every time I'm on stage. I think about how it came to be. I think about the influences that I've had, and uh, I think about the people who would be most proud of me, each and every show.
0: You know, that's um, you know, I I studied. I, I think I told you my personal story that I lost my leg to the age of 13 to cancer, but it was a terminal form of cancer because of 100 kids out it, 95 died. So obviously, I sorry. I uh, made a spiritual connection to whatever, whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you call it. God, the universe, soul, spirit. Um, You know, I have my own feelings as to what it is. And so one of the things I've noticed about, so I've studied spirituality my whole life. One of the things I've noticed about soul music singer, especially, and it may apply to other musicians, but you guys almost i can say categorically have an amazing connection to what is not tangible to what is spiritual and you can feel it with all you guys you you i feel a sense of mission you guys are spot on
1: with this stuff
0: if, am i on am i saying the right thing
1: are you saying with soul singers or with bass singers
0: no. <laughs> with, uh, with 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 musicians on the kind of level that you guys are in other words you're in the national like and and you have an energy about all of you that is to me very very centered very spiritual
1: Hmm. well i mean (laughs) it it is a uh it, it is a a religious experience i guess if you will um going to uh to work every day uh and I mean the the time that we go out on that stage and uh and the uh the hour or so just after we come off and we're still surrounded by uh by all the fans and friends uh who just enjoyed the show for the last uh hour and a half. There is something that happens uh on another level, uh if you're the type of artist that's so connected and, 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 and deeply rooted in what you're doing. If if you have if, if your soul is connected to what you're doing, if your heart is into it, then it just comes out I mean watch watch the spinners perform when you see us on stage, you're gonna see a group of guys who love doing what they do from the from the oldest to the youngest uh yeah we're 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 definitely committed to this i mean this the spinners thing is fifty plus years you know and and running uh i didn't I didn't make it I'm a part of it i'm uh I'm one of the pillars or the posts, if you will, uh, for the, for whatever that time is that that helps hold the thing up. But it's it, it's it's a different. It's unlike any other job. I've worked in radio for a lot of years. I've done lots of different things in entertainment, but uh, I don't know. There, there's something about uh, about the singing, about the soul music, and uh, I, I have to agree with you. I can't put my finger quite on it, but uh, but I but I can say I feel that, and I, I can definitely agree with you.
0: Well, to me, it's magical. And, you know, that's one word to use. And, and Bob, again, yeah. going back to Bobby, he, he said he was on stage one night and he actually felt some something hit him on the shoulder three or four times. Oh. And he turned around and looked, of course, there was nothing there. And it was interesting. Sylvia Brown, the great psychic, was in the audience and she didn't know Jackie, oh, Jackie Wilson. So I don't know how that's possible or whatever. So she said to Bobby oh. after the show, she, she said to him, Who's the, uh, who's the guy on stage with you with the jacket over his shoulder? And he says, what do you mean? And she says, well, when you're on stage, there's a spirit with you, and it's a guy with a jacket over his shoulder. And she, he said, <laughs> And he said, that's, that's Jackie Wilson. <laughs> oh, man. So... So you know, uh, again, for me, it's been just a fantastic experience. Getting I'm so I'm so sorry that we're having technical problems today because you know Rudy would be able to give his input uh, much better. But you know Rudy what created had
1: to do it again.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, Rudy created a, a, a place in Boston, in, in racially torn Boston. He created a a a, a temple. He created uh, a safe haven where Mm -hmm. none of that tension, none of that animosity, none of that anger, none of that hate ever was there. Instead, it was absolute Mm -hmm. love. And we had a mixture of, one of the uh, bartenders gave us a great tagline. He said the sugar shack was hookers, pimps, pushers, gangsters, celebrities, and the greatest musical acts in the world. That was the sugar shack. Combination of people, you have such harmony, and that's what we're. The message of the documentary is harmony in the music, harmony in the in the club itself, and Rudy created that atmosphere, and that's what this documentary is about. That's what these podcasts about. That's what we're trying to say to people is, say, hey, look. You know, and you mentioned the anger. When I'm at your shows, and I saw, I've seen you a couple of times now. You're right. people. You're giving people a place and an occasion of time to forget all of
1: that. That's right. When,
0: when That's you right. guys are on stage, all of that, that doesn't exist. So that hour or so, and even the time that you spend connecting with the fans afterwards, you've taken people away
1: from this craziness. Yeah. It's a beautiful escape. Back down memory yeah. lane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well you know, now let me ask a question of all the um
1: the tunes you guys sing every night,
0: which is do you have a favorite?
1: Uh, you know, I get asked that often. Um I don't have a favorite. I like different songs for different reasons. Um uh, Sadie reminds me of certain loved ones. Uh I love Rubber Band Man because, <laughs> because that's the showstopper. I mean, at the end of the show with the strobe lights and the giant rubber bands and the crowd just goes crazy. And we're shooting the rubber bands out to the audience at the end. That's a very hype show. I like the first song, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love. Uh, that, that's that's how we open up the show. I mean, there, there are lots of songs. I enjoy doing every song in the show. Um, it's It's all wonderful. I can't pick just one song.
0: Yeah, you, you know, know that's and, um... go ahead, Rudy. And, and
2: Tom, Tom, that's the way I feel. I can't pick one favorite act. They're all great. As soon as you see them on the stage, it, they're all they're all great entertainers. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, can you imagine, I, every once in a while I say to Rudy, could you imagine if we could go down into that basement where the shack was, and pull out a couple of those bricks, and if we could somehow, with a laser or some magic, go in there and re- pull out all of the amazing things that happened, the amazing music that those bricks contain, you know, and in yeah. the, the the acts, you know, the, the the you know Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions, and like I said, the Dells, and uh, yeah. you know, it, it just went on and on the uh the majesty and the depth of of what those groups were and contributed and i said at the time that rudy opened the big thing in um and uh, appliances was he went out and got a nice stereo system and i said Rudy, I said, you had the best stereo system in boston you had a right you had a club that played the best music in the world every night
1: hey tom here's a thought Instead of uh, since we can't pick the bricks apart and uh, pull out all those history, the history and memories from yesteryear, why not do a major motion picture? Make it a movie. We are. That's our goal. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice! And yeah, and you can and, and you can have Jesse Peck as one of the stars. <laughs> I love this. Don't
0: laugh. We, uh, we got a role for you. You have the perfect to do that um, you know yeah. I, I, I told you the backstory. I've been the, the Sugar Shack left such an impression even if people went there once they never forgot that experience because it was yeah. a total experience not just the singers the act people got to see black groups performing for a predominantly black audience with all of the feedback and excitement and energy and adulation yeah. only a black audience could give it. And for the few gifted white people who were there, it was, and in, in not just the white, but anyone, black or white, they got to see something that, that they would never see if those groups performed to a predominantly white audience because, you know, it's 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 that connection, that soul connection that, that black people possess that's why the music comes out of black singers you know that's because of those years of adversity and the, the struggle and the you know the, the triumph over the struggle you know I mean Curtis Mayfield keep on pushing you know and yeah. you, you and that's what Rudy created in an environment that was totally safe and totally loving in fact all of the groups say, I asked her, I said to Eddie Laverne, I said, Eddie, you have and Walter Williams, you had the number one hit song in the country, Love Train. I says, you were playing sold out concert halls, stadiums, television. I says, you were doing it all, but you always came back to the Sugar Shack. And he said, of course, because it was family. It wasn't that about the money. Me. It was about the Yeah. It was about Rudy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And and the miracle is, is for four years, I wanted to do a movie about the sugar shit, but I'm not a filmmaker. I had no idea how to approach it. I mean, I was saying, what do I do? it from a white kid growing up in a black neighborhood who finds the music. That's an interesting story. But the real story is this phenomenal man who's on the show with us right now. And I guess I have to speak for him today. But he's a little kid growing up in the north end of Boston, a little Italian kid. And he's a hustler. He's uh, picking up old fruit wooden boxes. And he's after they have the big uh, open market. And he brings them and he sells them for 25 five cents apiece back to the uh, original places. And uh, he gets polio at the age of five. And in spite mm-hmm. of that, becomes the best pool shark <laughs> in the North End. wins a pool hall wow. at the age of six. Gets, goes into an interesting business sees uh, Al Jolson's story, and it gets ignited the same way you got ignited as a kid and wanted to sing and do all of those things. And he knows he has to go into show business. And Jerry Vale comes to town, and uh, Rudy ha- becomes his friend. And Jerry ultimately mm. takes him on a path to Vegas and Los Angeles and then takes him to Miami where he goes into the barn, and he sees Wayne Cochran and so for the first time in rudy's life he sees and hears soul music and is blown away and the call wow. to action comes i have to create a club where i can play this music mm-hmm. and the rest is
1: history and, the rest
0: and history. so that's the story that's the movie my
1: friend don't that's miss the, the hottest motion picture of the summer Rudy and Jesse Peck, starring in Sugar Shack, rated PG-13, starts Friday. I can see it. I can see it.
0: (coughs) Well, we have a few of the characters in the club. We have, I think I told you that George Clinton called in and it was, forget, none of us were standing or sitting in in two minutes because we were sideways laughing about the amazing stories that he was at to able to add to the hit of the sugar shack so you're right we will have a movie and without a doubt the documentary first and then the movie but we are writing it mm. as we speak
1: okay awesome wait, awesome. Wait. i would love to see how that turns out rudy
0: yes did we drop you okay we're gonna have a movie correct
2: correct we're gonna have oh, everything
0: right yeah okay.
2: You uh, <laughs> name, and least but not last, the Soul Festival, the reunion of the Sugar jack Fifty years next year is a fifty-year anniversary. I hope we can put it
0: together. Yeah, isn't that amazing, Jesse? Think about the synchronicity of this. <laughs> I'm I'm forty years old. Anybody who knew me knew, when they got to know me, I would eventually. Tell him my dream that, you know, I would like to do this. And then now we're doing it. And the fact that it's happening on the 50th anniversary of the club. He's still alive. Rudy, and when I met, he doesn't mind me telling this, but about a year and a half, a year and a couple of months ago was my first show with Rudy, my first reconnection. In fact, I never talked to him in the club. I saw him all the time. And so to me, it was an honor and a joy to finally talk to the man who, who gave so much to everybody in Boston, and it, and Rudy was okay. He was, you know, he was a, he was, you know, for, for eighty six or whatever he was at the time. He was there. We have heard and seen, and he'll admit it himself. Rudy gets younger every week that we do this. <laughs> right, <Rudy? All> right. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you've given me my life back. He goes, I'm living the sugar shack every day now. And it's true. He's getting go. phone calls from, you know, all kinds of, you know, you spoke to Duke from the Four Tops the, uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, you oh, know, okay. this, Yeah, I mean, it's everything we are living at night and day. And mm-hmm. that movie will be done. If I have my way, Jesse, you'll get a, you'll, you'll be one of the great characters in the uh, club.
1: Awesome. I'll give awesome. you a good story. One, a one, of the, uh,
0: one of the local bands, and that artist is still alive, was called The Lords, The People and The Lords. And they bailed Rudy out one night because Sam and Dave didn't show up. And they came mm. in and that's that such a fantastic job. They became the house band. And we had Woody from the Lord's On one podcast, and he was, you know, reconnecting with Rudy. After 40, 50 years, he hadn't talked to Rudy. And he said, uh, yeah, he said, Rudy, you know, he says, I hung around the club, and I I loved you. And he says, we all had great times and great memories and great connections. He said, but Rudy, whenever you started talking Italian in the office, I got out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He said, said, I couldn't speak Italian, but I was going to make sure nobody could say I did. (laughs) All
1: right. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I don't speak Italian.
0: Well, he came back a couple of weeks ago, and this is just some of the great stuff. He came back, and I had him tell a story again. He says, well, you know where I got that? I said, no. He says, my father was a singer, and he was singing in either Lou's Lounge or with another a good black club or a Basin Street South and there were about four or five Italian, guys speaking Italian in a booth and they looked over mm. and they see um, Woody's father and one of them said in English hey watch it, you know this guy can hear us and they looked at him and they said he doesn't speak Italian, there's no way he speaks Italian, you know we can speak Italian well his father got up he was taking a break. He got up to sing. <laughs> and why he did it, and I, I guess he doesn't even know why. He started to sing O
1: Solo Mio
0: in Italian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> o Solo Mio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it perfect He did Italian. the whole
2: song? The whole Stop, song is perfect. <laughs> Tom, see if you can hear me clear. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you loud and clear.
2: So listen, I had this girl work with me on the songbook. we are tell uh, Henry, we're, trying to, we're putting together all the hit songs that the artists that played the Sugar Shack. And we're making a Sugar Shack songbook. And now we got all the songs, we've got everything done. You should see the couple letter. It says Rudy Garino's Sugar Shack songbook. And the artist that appeared at the Sugar Shack in Boston, Massachusetts, from 1967
1: to 1976. That's awesome. Then on the
2: top of the cover letter, it's Welcome welcome to the Sugar Shack, James Brown on stage. And then on nice. the bottom is a picture of me and James Brown. Very and nice. I got all this I got a. I got about close to two hundred songs, and we're going to put together a songbook and uh, start from there. a
0: right. the, yeah,
2: collection,
0: right, Jesse? Here's what the spirit I'm talking about. What you know? Uh, again, about a year and a half ago, Rudy was Rudy was okay, but now Rudy's alive, <laughs> right, Rudy? Okay. <laughs> All
1: right,
0: Rudy's. Rudy's back in business.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the world, Rudy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it's, it's a fabulous thing. It's, uh, you know, and to see, uh, and, and I think the word is the Sugar Shack is a shrine. It was a shrine. And if we can get that plaque up there, it will be a shrine uh, for people to come back and know that that was the spot where these beautiful things, this beautiful music, and uh, legacy uh, got left. And, uh, you know, and like I said, we have so many projects. People say, oh, you know, documentaries are nice, but, you you know, it's just about, and we go, no, 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 this is just, the documentary is really our, our uh, promotional package. It's a way of bringing this just in the same way that Standing in the Shadows, that uh, 20 Feet from Stardom, that Muscle Shoals, that CBGB movie, it's, that is the prototype that, that we're putting out to the world, just to let them know how special this club was to yeah. music, especially soul music. And, and to and, and an honor to you know, the black community that created that music. Every artist was there that says, "You know, it was the only place in the country you could be guaranteed that you would be treated with respect. You would get paid. You treat it as family, and it was that, uh, you know, that intangible, that's what I guess I'm looking for. It wasn't simply, you know, come in and do your act and leave. Rudy bonded and made a, a place where those artists, when they got through, they went to people's homes to party. You know, so when they came back to Boston, they weren't just coming in and hanging out at the club and going back to the hotel. They were totally connected to the Boston community, the black community. And Rudy fostered all of that. A little Italian kid living in the North End. And Rudy, tell tell Jesse, there was no such thing as racism.
2: Yeah, we never knew what the word was. Everybody got along with everybody so beautiful, black and white. Never had a problem. Everybody was together. It was the Uh. most amazing thing I ever seen. Today, it's a a disgrace the way people, like you said earlier in one of your conversations, with the world so far in advance with technology, internet, computers, why can't we get along? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. I think.
2: I think they need some more soul music. We got to bring back all these soul songs, so people can tell,
1: follow the songs. I tell you what, Rudy, nobody fights at a spinner concert. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it's unreal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You don't. See, you don't hear about any fights at any old school concert. It's just people loving, loving each other. People smiling and happy. We need to go back. Music soon, the savage beast. You know, we all we all need more music in our lives. And I'm talking about you know, the good stuff. You
0: know, that's right, we that. go ahead, Rudy.
2: Oh, we need plenty of music, I think, because that's what uh you know, I we saw the worst people in the world come in the sugar set. Not in the world, but they were killers. They were unbelievable people. In that time, in that time of the year, there was about seventy murders. and It was a big thing. Today, they stop uh, five hundred murders a year. It's nothing. In those days, it was a big thing. And those people used to come in and enjoy themselves. Again, yeah, they I had to, so. it was unbelievable. Even the FBI. I told Tom they used to come back and tell me, "How do you control these people?" <laughs> That's a good question. And then I thought about it and I said, this is a show house. You come in here, you see the show, and after the show, you're gone. Whatever you do out there is different. I said, but when you come in here, you enjoy the music and you enjoy the artists. You enjoy their lovely performance on stage.
1: And, and, and responsible people don't need to be controlled you know we' we're, we're, we're human beings you know and that that's uh that's an unfortunate misconception you know that they think that a, a group of people has to be controlled in order to yeah. relax and enjoy themselves no we just need an environment that uh, that's ours that we're welcome to come into and then yeah we' we'll, we'll do what we do and just sit back and, and enjoy it's not that, that wasn't an amazing feat uh, but it was a place obviously where, where we could. Uh, let our hair down, as as they say. Well, we could relax and and truly enjoy the show and not be concerned about, you know, what color we are and and enjoy the music, uh, you know, of our people of of that time. So, you know, I don't think...
2: The point I want to make is uh, last week we had an old secretary on for a while, and she says one of the amazing things about the Sugar Shack was that after you see the show... You could get up and express yourself by dancing, going up on the uh, stage and dancing, which a lot of clubs don't have. See, and that yeah. was one of the big, uh,
1: features that we had for the audience. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know a lot of ruffles wish they could jump <laughs> on stage during the show, but uh, I don't know. There wouldn't be,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> we did too much movement for that. Uh, we do too much moving, and the spinners spin too much to, do, to uh fill the stage with people all of that would be something to say oh yeah
0: it was uh you know the, and i think that the word just came to me the, the music was transformative it transformed it tra- it transcended it brought people that's what i'm saying that there's something about not only the artist but the music itself that lifts them and Rudy and I talked about it. It was like a sedative. These gangsters, these guys might have just come in from the street after they shot somebody. I'm serious, I mean, that's the kind of guys they were. And they would come in there and you would, how could you sit there and listen to, you know, Curtis Mayfield or to the stylistics or or to the Delphonics? How could you sit there and possibly be angry? (laughs)
1: Right. It's not possible.
0: It's not possible. Not not possible. And and it was interesting.
2: Uh, One point I want to bring up: the uh, the bad people include Whitey Bolger, who was on the most wanted list in the world on the FBI most wanted list. So he was. He was a hanger in, in the club, and then the other guy, Johnny Matarano, who wrote a book, the Hitman. He was there almost every night, every night, but he was there frequently a lot. And these are the type of people that we had in the club. We had, we had, we had people that was the number one on the FBI list.
0: He's, so he's right that at that time, Jesse, they, I'll put a little back. At that time, the FBI, the black mass tells the story, and that's exactly who hung out in Rudy's club was those gangsters, the Irish gangsters that were hired by the FBI, virtually hired by the FBI to, to put, put the Italian mob out of business in Boston. And so you had all of the dynamics of that. So all of that, in the violence in the streets, there was racial tension, there was school busing. And Rudy's place was the the oasis, the one place everybody could go, and they put down all of the problems that they had on the street and just wanted went there to be entertained and to, to share the music and and to
1: coexist. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice.
2: So, we got the movie picture, all the script, we got everything ready.
1: <laughs> Let's roll over.
0: Jesse's gonna play. Jesse's gonna play Woody, the uh, the guy who wouldn't sit in the office when you spoke Italian.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I get to play the scared guy. Huh? Okay. <laughs> no,
0: he's not Woody. Woody, no, Woody's, Woody. was a band leader, and uh, ah. he just no, no. He was he was a performer that whenever Rudy spoke Italian, he screwed. <laughs> He'd get up and run out.
1: Although it makes sense. I mean, I, I would do the same thing, you know?
0: Right. Well, that's that's the comedic role. There's going to be a running gag yeah. in the movie when Rudy picks yeah. up the phone and breaks it Italian and Woody runs, runs out of the office.
1: I right, speak Italian again. Forget about it. I'm out of here.
2: Tom, <laughs> oh, we could use one of Ronald Reagan's remarks. There you
1: go again. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling a guy about that thing, you know? You <laughs> a thing I need to take care of, you know? Yeah.
0: Hey, Jesse, can we get you to sing uh, a few bars of one of your favorite songs?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, it's kind of rough. I've been doing voice work all day. Hard sell spots. I'll do a quick line for you. I'll do a quick line for you from Larry Graham. I doubt it's right to convince me to give in Said you can't win and Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm sure the ladies are swooning right now. Um, <laughs> Jesse, thank well, we'll, you We'll so be much
1: more on the next radio interview. I love
0: it. I hope you become a regular. Uh, Rudy, I... Jesse and I have been talking, I've got my little, uh, my side thing there, well, actually my main thing, we're uh, doing some animated uh, scripts for what we hope to be a future animated show on television, and hopefully a movie, and Jesse's uh, so graciously volunteered to help us out and become one of the characters, so uh, we've got some funny, yeah, we got some great, we got a nice friend, we got a new friend from all of this. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. Nice. The same way. You're definitely my friend, Tom. Yeah, and you too, Rudy. You. Rudy's out again. Rudy, did you hear
2: that? No. no. somewhere out there, Tom has been trying to create a buzz, and we're going to get that buzz. We're going to yeah. get a. So, uh, we're going to get somebody to step forward and. Uh,
1: Give us the home
0: run ball we've been looking for. That's right. <laughs> well, the, we're going to uh, let's sign off. I'm going with your favorite song, Rudy, and uh, we'll play this a, l- a little bit of this. Just we close out every week, Jesse, with the uh, the Sugar Shack, which inspired the actual name of the club. This is a uh, Masha Griffith, uh, her her rendition of it. So, um, if you want to hang around for it. I'm just gonna play it for a minute or two, and then we'll all sign off. But uh, here we go. Shook,
2: all shook, right. Shook, sugar shake. <laughs>
0: That's what we're doing every week. We get back to the Sugar Shack. and uh, Jesse, you're spot on, buddy. This, uh, this will be a, a, a motion picture one day, for sure.
1: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship.
2: <laughs>
0: <Likewise>. <laughs> hey, thank you. Jesse Peck, and uh, if you've got a website, just people can come and uh, check you out or just uh, go to your Facebook page.
1: Uh, no, still on the construction on the website, but they can join me on Facebook. Uh, that's Jesse, spelled J-E-S-S-I-E, last name Peck, P and in Paul, E-C-K, Jesse Peck, 37. Uh, check me out on Facebook. Send me uh, phone requests. I'd be happy to accept.
0: And, uh, Jesse, at one point, I want to take these podcasts and uh, transcribe them, put them into print, and make, like, little books out of them. So if uh, you're willing to do that, when I've, we've got the resources to do that, we'll... Uh, I think I want to explore some of the, you know, the the attitudes and the lessons, life lessons you can give to young people about following their dream and their passion. So it would be a nice project to work together. Maybe it would be a compilation of people like you and Bobby Wilson and David Ruffin, Jr., you know, the young guys who are are passionate about uh, not only a mission on music, but a mission of bringing people back together. So uh, hopefully you're open to uh, that
1: forbidden thing that inspires people. Anything. You you just give me a call.
0: Got it. Okay, guys. Thanks so much, everybody who's listening and people who will be listening in the future. And The beauty of these, Jesse, is that uh, these go on the internet and they, they're there forever. They, uh, that's the beauty of the podcast is people can pick them up at any time and uh, they don't go away. So, uh, we're, we're becoming kind of in here. All right, guys. Thanks okay. so much. Thank and uh, we'll see you next week and hopefully all we'll right. you all take care
1: bye right. right. oh there's a crazy
2: little
1: shack